With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 400. Talk to you. Recorded live. Show 400. (laughs) (laughs) That was a slick way to answer my question, Dalek. Thank you. Hey, everybody out there in Geekland, I'm Geek Soul Brother. I'm sitting here with my nerdy Venom. We're here to put some funk in the final frontier, and uh, we have a nice little show tonight. We, we're uh, we're going to talk about Tomb Raider, the newest uh, the newest incarnation of Lara Croft. Um, it you know it's pretty good. A couple of us saw it. We'll talk about that. We also have some of the team from the uh, Black comic, and uh, they're here to talk about. Uh, well, I don't curse. They're here to talk about Black AF. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Black AF. Yeah, yeah, it's Black AF. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, There's no comic wrong. at all. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have, uh, we have, uh, 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 what do we have? Sarah and, uh, yep. and, and Kwanzaa. And Kwanzaa. Hey. And uh, yeah, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing? Pretty good. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into a comic in a second. Uh, we're also gonna get into our other stuff. We'll get into news later and stuff like that, reviews and stuff. But first, let me introduce my nerdy venom. We have uh, we have uh, Ooh. we have we we have JD on the call. I know I heard JD. Yep. Hi, everybody. And we have yeah, Shout. And we have Shout Scout on the call. Hey, everybody! Just going through the snowpocalypse on the first day of spring. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what's up with all this East snow? East Coast living. <laughs> yeah. That East Coast life. And we have uh, Tobuan Kenobi. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Tobe. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Are you a man of wealth and taste? What? <laughs> <laughs> he caught, caught y'all guard, Toby. Oh, ah, guard. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to Dialect. He can do it. It's just, just that, of course. We also had the private. Uh, to paraphrase the great Busta Rhymes, there's only one episode left. Yes, there oh. is only one episode left. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And we also have, last but not least, we also have Lord Dalek on the call. Five years, you couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> and we yeah. tried too. We really, <laughs> really tried. <laughs> Yo, remember that roach spray we brought? Yeah, you just, you just, I said you sprayed El Camino with it instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
That's hilarious. That's funny. Um, no, no Shamar tonight, huh? Hopefully Shamar makes it on the call. That would be nice. But as as the private said, this is uh, our second to last episode. Geek Soul Brothers closing the doors on the podcast. and uh, But it's it won't be over. The private and nerdy vems they're gonna they're gonna take over. They're gonna take up the mantle and uh, reinvent and do do a show on their own and stuff a little bit. I, I guess I guess you guys are doing a little bit like a comic game right? Something like that. Well, the well the format's gonna be like comic game but uh, yeah, it's basically, know, gonna yeah, it's basically um, the what we're looking at is comic game with the nerdy news added. Right, yeah. right. That'll be tight. That'll be nice. Um, yeah, but Geese Old Brothers got clo- Geese Old Brothers got to uh, 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 recapture his time and his energy so he can uh, he can reestablish some stuff himself. So I'm gonna I'm gonna he do is a that. vampire after all. I am <laughs> a vampire. But of course, we enjoyed these uh, these last six years were were pretty good. We had some great guests as we do tonight. We had some great guests and stuff, but. Um, you can find the podcast. You can. It's going to still be uh, available. You can find the archives um, on iTunes and Stitcher, and of course on uh, dot com. Just search for Geek Soul Brother. We'll find. You can find that. And uh, you can also go to. Well, you can go to. Uh, you can go to social media and find us there for any of our live commentary that we do. And you can go to. My site, geeksoulbrother.com. We got news. We got commentary. Well, not too much news. We got commentaries. We got reviews on there. You know, different little things. Um, uh, oldies but goodies. You know, uh, flashbacks and all that. Got different stuff. And we have a donate button on there, which you can help out with the uh, Geek Soul Brother brand and help out with the show and stuff. So, appreciate that. Let's get on with interviewing. Kwanzaa and uh, uh, Sarah about their new comic, and just just talk to you guys about how the comic has been going. I I, I know there's been so much appreciation of it, and uh, we are following this breaking news. And, and see, it, it's it's so popular it hit the news. <laughs> <laughs> so popular it hit the news tonight. It's breaking, but um. But yeah, Sandra and Sarah. What? Uh, first of all, tell the audience. Just remind them because you've been on the show before. But just remind them in what capacity you guys have uh, uh, been on the team on, on Team Black, and how you guys have been uh, part of the creative force. Uh, so I am Kwanzaa Sadifo, and I am the co-creator and writer of Black. And I am Sarah Liss. I am the editor and general sort of do things person for Black. <laughs> she is the Jill of all trades. Yes, I'm not I'm the cat wrangler of Black. <laughs> the cat wrangler of Black. That's nice. Cat wrangler. <laughs> That's nice. Get her done. What did you do to that cat? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, so I try to keep it far away. <laughs> uh, now, how long has it been since you guys initiated that Kickstarter, a very successful Kickstarter? 
So I believe we launched a Kickstarter in the olden days of February 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay. I figure it was about two years ago, just about, yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, you you knew that it was going to be on the day two years later, Black Panther uh, <laughs> dropped, right? Oh, yeah, that was totally the plan. Like, I, that, was, you know. that was the plan. I love you. I was talking to Ryan Coogler and stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love your marketing. That's excellent. It's like, I, I really got to get y'all's take on uh, Black Panther, too, uh, the, being that it passed a billion dollars. Um, you know, we'll talk about that in a few. But um, so what's it been like? What's What's been the journey? And, and uh, you have a new – you you have a new storyline going? Yeah. I mean, the journey's been pretty much still the same, like, crazy wild ride. You know, we've been really, you know, still, you know, two years later, kind of taken aback and humbled by, you know, the reception of the book. And right. it's just been, like, really great that, like, people are still hungry for this story to the extent that, you know, even though we did the Kickstarter in 2016, the graph, you know, we followed it up with launching the, um, you know, periodicals in uh, September and followed mm-hmm. it up with the collected edition in November. Um, nice. And, you know, people definitely, you know, were interested in, in hearing more. If that, was the, if that was the one big critique I got, we got for the book is that people wanted to see more of the characters, more of the story. And, right. you know, that led to us coming up with, you know, our first spinoff series, uh, Black AF, um, with America's Sweetheart. Um, and so Black AF is are just sort of like interstitial books between uh, the next chapter because Black is, is a trilogy. So it's mm-hmm. three parts, but the AF stories are going to kind of happen in between, you know, those those three parts. And right. America's Sweetheart is the first one in that uh, in that line of books. And just to be clear, just, just uh, even though AF doesn't necessarily uh, connotate any kind of person, this is an adult show, so you can say whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever manifestation. Like Black always and forever. <laughs> always and forever. There you go. That was I give props to that, Kwanzaa. <laughs> Talk to what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Black always and forever, right next to Wakanda. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the journey's been good. How has the mainstream? How's the mainstream, or how the, have the critics uh, dealt with the like the um, the theme of the story? That uh, what if only Black people have superpowers and, and how the, how the characters had to deal with, um, you know, the world kind of getting shook by black people starting to have superpowers. How, how has the mainstream, have they, have they, um, have, have they thought it was a cool concept? Have they questioned it or what, what have they done? You know, I, can't say that I know. I mean, the the truth of the matter is that black exists be outside of the mainstream because of the mainstream. And right. since, you know, it, as much as it was about, you know, my telling a story that represented, you know, the black experience, especially in particular in America, you know, that's where mm-hmm. I drew from, you know, with this narrative. It was also in response to the, you know, continuing lack of, 
you know, representation in the industry. You know, right. and that honestly hasn't changed all of that much. I think we've seen, you know, a lot of attempts by the mainstream to diversify the characters of their catalog, but they still have been lacking, you know, really in diversifying, you know, or including, you know, people of different backgrounds. Yeah, we're not using diversify. We're using including because diversify is not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. It's like, break it down, Sarah. How 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 the mainstream is getting diversity and inclusion mixed up. Well, because you can you know you can diversify anything, but that doesn't mean you're including people. That doesn't mean that people are being included who need to be included. It just means that you're saying, well, this is going to be this, and this is going to be this, and this is going to be this. But you're not bringing in the people who actually know about these things and these changes that you're making. Claude is much right. better at explaining these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I don't know. Something. Something. No, 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 Sarah, Sarah's right. I mean, she's she's she she's inferring. I think I think she I think maybe Sarah's being too nice and saying that like you know you can you can say like oh we have a woman on a team, but if you're not listening to her and if she's not helping to drive the product, then it doesn't really right. make much of a difference or an yeah. impact. You know, right? The, so, the, the, you know, the the inclusion of the mindset, the inclusion of the culture, and the right. the uh, the differences. Yeah, right. Rather yeah, than having then, like. Like, like, rather than having a, a you, you know, mostly, you know, mostly white male writing room or something like that, and yes, they're writing, you know, different characters, diverse characters into their story, but they're not bringing in writers that have an intimate connection with those ethnicities or those differences so that they can write the characters authentically. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Even when yeah. They are, it's, it's easy to write about. It's easy to read about a life experience. It's something very different <laughs> to write about it when you have no real, um, you know, no real understanding of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, okay. I mean, yes, you can write about it, but not necessarily as well as you could do. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, the internet was, starts yelling. It would uh, right, right. It would definitely pay to have y'all, you, you know, uh, be be uh, included in the mainstream more. You know, to write different stories and cover different, um, well, to cover different type of stories and different types of points of view within uh within the mainstream audience and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what uh, I think. That's what no. I just just to say that's I I think that's what uh, Reese Witherspoon had commented on Wrinkle in Time that that she saw how Ava included so many uh, people for so many backgrounds that from now on whenever she does a project she's gonna you know have some type of inclusion going on. We'll see Reese. We'll we'll see what's up with what you do. <laughs> but you know at least she said it. But go ahead, uh, Kwanzaa. What were you gonna say? No, I think that's a great example that you that you bring up, and you know what you know, like Sarah was uh, inferring, because the reason that Ava 
took that position was because Ava's perspective as a woman of color is someone who probably is very experienced with not being included, you know, in certain rooms, right. in certain spaces. And right. I think that that's the sort of thing where it's like Sarah was, you know, very key in helping me understand women a little bit better as a writer. You know, mm-hmm. when we were writing America's Sweetheart, I'm not a 15-year-old, like, girl. So, I mean, yeah, teenage right. girls do not speak the way you speak. Right. Are, are you sure you're not a 15-year-old girl on the inside, Kwanzaa? I mean, I, I like to see I some think, of his writing uh, before the well, editing. <laughs> I, I, I think maybe in terms of music that I, I like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Then, then, then it kind of deviates a little bit. Kwanzaa got, got that K-pop collection sitting at home and stuff. <laughs> he got those CDs. He got those CDs, the K-pop CDs. That, this That's is hilarious. not a lie. I'm actually... <laughs> that is not a lie. Brother, you do your thing. There ain't, no, there ain't nothing wrong with no K-pop and stuff. There, there ain't nothing wrong with, you know. We, we just... We just got a little issue with bronies. That's about it. We got some issues <laughs> with bronies. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. oh. oh no. You are doing so well too. I'm not a. I'm, I'm not a brony, but I can definitely see why people love that show. Oh, yeah. Entertain. No, no. The show itself. The show itself is. Uh, the show itself is good. The, uh, shoot, a lot of cartoons nowadays. They just. They just hitting on adult themes and whatnot. I can't believe it. But um, so so uh, so the uh, so 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 the newest incarnation. You said you said it's kind of like an in between to the trilogies that that you plan to do and stuff. Like like all mm-hmm. the trilogies that you plan. That's good. That's good. So how does how does it fit? It's, um, you want to talk about the main character in uh in uh, uh Black AF? Uh, yeah, so the, this central character uh, in Black F is uh, Ellie Franklin, and she happens to be the most powerful uh, person in the world. Um, mm. She's had superpowers since birth, and following the events that happen at the end of Black, she uh, decides that she wants to you know, become the world's first superhero because you know, she was raised in the Midwest, adopted by a white conservative family, very religious, you know, super all-American, apple pie, and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ellie sees the world in a very different way, um, and her challenge is actually the rest of the world, because while she's, you know, trying to do her best to be a good person and help everybody, you know, the world is the way it is. And that's, right. it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to, like, present, because even though there's all of the superhero antics in it and the battles and the fight, you know, a lot of the real conflict is her altruism versus our cynicism, you know? Uh, Um, And it kind of deals a lot with like, you know, the idea of like respectability politics as well, where it's like as, as, as a person of color, you're often, and specifically as a black person, you're often being told by a society that if you only acted a certain way, behaved a certain way, or like, you know, uh, conformed in a, in a way yeah. that's dictated by, you know, another group, then everything would be okay. And right. I think a lot of people would agree that that is not true. And then, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then when you strive it, it, to do that, you, you still, you, you still basically, uh, um, stereotype or demonize. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that's a lot of what the, the conflict in the, in the book is for her, because, you know, personally she can't be physically hurt, but you know, there, there's a lot that, you know, she's trying to bring to the world in terms of like, you know, we, we can be better. Like we can, you know, not be enemies. And uh, some people just aren't really hearing that. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it's very I, similar to the, the to the uh, taking, you know, the, the whole Kaepernick uh, scenario. Yeah, yeah, that was some of the things that I drew inspiration from as well. Like essentially, like Kaepernick, uh, Barack Obama's entire presidency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. You 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 look at a character like that, and it and it's almost bewildering to hear people tear him down. You know, that's when you that's when you kind of see the the world for for how it is because it's it's this thing where it's like, okay, if you're if you're saying something bad about Barack Obama outside of just like the responsibilities of his job, you're really reaching. <laughs> you know, yeah. right? It's like right. I don't think Can't any shoot, of us really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like really a tan suit. Like the man just can't wear his clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's terrible. Um, so so uh, no, that sounds interesting. That sounds like a uh, you know de- definitely have elements. You know, she's the most powerful. Comes from the Midwest and stuff. Definitely has the, those uh, original type of you know like Superman uh, layers to it, but. Like you say, <clears throat> different character because you know a black woman uh, uh, dealing with how the world sees. Her. Let's admit, you know, the world does not see black women always in a decent light. Although, thank God for the images, you know, that have been sprouting up in the last few years, including Lapita and you, you know everybody else, Angelina Bassett, Angel Bassett, and all that. But um, you know, like you say, it's 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 completely different uh, uh, direction from what we've seen in a lot of comics and stuff. So, now, so now one thing I did, uh, I, I had a question. No, you, I did notice one one particular thing I didn't notice is that you went with uh, a completely different art style uh, with with Jennifer's art style as opposed <laughs> to Jamal's. Uh, that was that like to match the whole uh, continuity in terms of the personality of the character. Well, uh, it's a different. It's a different audience, so you would want a different art style. Like this book is essentially for a you know a teenage girl, and we wanted something that really um, spoke to that sort of age group. And as much as I love Jamal's art, I feel like it's more of a mature look. Hmm. You know, the same thing with going with color. And Jennifer, actually, we got very lucky. Um, she was still in college when when we tapped her to do this work. Okay. No, because it, it, it definitely has a young adult feel to it when you when you look at the artwork. And, and it definitely ma- matches what what uh, Kwanzaa was saying in terms of what he wanted to go with and what you wanted to go with for the story. Yeah. I mean, my, my intention was definitely to show the breadth and depth of the, of the black universe, not just in the central character being on a different sort of spectrum than say Kareem in terms of like her upbringing, you know, her, her, where she lives regionally, but 
also just to not have, you know, people think of even as metaphor blackness as this monolithic thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's not right. just about like, you know, Kareem's experience of getting shot by the police. It's also this young girl who's been raised basically, you know, with a great life. You know, she, she grew up on her dad's ranch with like her four other siblings, like living, you know, a pretty decent existence. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's not still a black experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's cool. How does um how does her character uh uh how does her personal life get affected by her um deciding to put on the mantle of a superhero? Well, she tries to, you know, go, you know, with the with the, you know, typical let me put a mask on and then nobody'll recognize me, but you know, in the world <laughs> in the world of like, you know, Facebook, you know, facial scanning and stuff like that, that lasts about like five hot minutes because uh, you know her dad actually works for the government uh dealing with empowered uh blacks so she's right like you know very 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 quickly you know you know putting id put in place yeah very id'd and like you know sort of like given the given the choice but again because of like her altruism her you know her dad has to you know kind of see that the work that she's doing is, is good and helpful, even though he's very cautious for her safety, right. knowing how the world works, because he's seen and been part of the darker parts that she doesn't even see, you know, yeah, right nice. away. And, and that's something that she comes into conflict with as well in this story. So it's this, it's this sort of thing where, you know, I, I wanted to tell a story that's, you know, very honest and pure, but still have it happen in the backdrop of our reality, you know, right? because right. there are a lot of really good people out there trying to do good things. And, you know, and, and maybe this is my cynicism coming through, but it's like sometimes the world just doesn't deserve them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that that's it. Sometimes the world, so the, I, <laughs> dude, you, you talk about cynicism. I'm like, I'm like, this world needs to learn some lessons. <laughs> and, and you know, sometimes it, it seems like it doesn't deserve the uh, the sons of peace that uh, that that try to strive and, and make things better. But you know, they you know we do. We have to make things better through it. So your story, your story is part of that, which is good. Or her character is part of that. Um, uh, what did I want to ask? I forgot what I wanted to ask about, but um. Uh, is is available now? Can you get it? Uh, or is it is, uh, yeah. is there a date that's coming? Nope. So, uh, uh, America's Sweetheart uh, went on sale at the end of January, January thirty first. You can buy it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, maybe Target. I think our books have been in Target, which is weird. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Target yeah, down with the down with the cause. Trying to yeah. hang on. <laughs> but um, good stuff. But yeah, it's available. Oh, and Comicsology, of course, if you prefer your comic oh. digital, is also available there. That's where I'm going right now. <laughs> yeah, Comicsology is good. Yeah, we I see it down in. Um, uh, shout out to Jose, Portraits of Solitude in Newark. He's he'd be getting your copies and stuff. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> yeah, Newark, New Jersey. He he always gets your copies out. 
you know, puts them out oh, there yeah. for people and stuff. That's yeah. I got my first black room. Oh. Well, thank you. And there yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, awesome. The support's been, like, really great. And, I mean, you know, we did a bit of a signing tour uh, in February, and, you know, we, we had the good benefit of, you know, stores running out of copies. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. that happened the whole time. day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Diamond, Di- Diamond has, its, has, its, has its days, you know. So it was one of those things where everybody was kind of scrambling a, a little bit at the end. But that just means that, you know, people are really enjoying it. Actually, actually, if I get a chance, I'll talk to Jose. It'd be nice if you guys are available, any of you guys are available for a book signing or something like that in Newark, uh, you know, Norton, New Jersey. They got a really nice store. Um, yeah. I'm sure they'd love I mean, that. Uh, yeah. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, over. you know. We travel. Wait, we travel. We you were travel? at Amalgam in Philly this past weekend. She's got oh, a great yeah. store as well. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome. Oh. Yeah. We've had her yeah. on the show. Definitely. Yeah, Ariel's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Ariel's Ariel's great. Great personality, great businesswoman. Great store. Great store. Great store. Great store. Great store. Really good coffee. My God. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going El Camino out there. Something always popping over there. So. Yes, you got it going on. But yeah, that'd be nice. I, I'll I'll definitely talk to Jose and hit you guys up if you, you want to do something this summer. Just let me know. Yeah. Um, so what's the next project? What's on the horizon? Black uh, TV show comes on right after uh, Black Lightning. Movie. Uh, so uh, Black was optioned back in April for feature film. Um, studio Eight, who uh, distributes through Sony, and we've been working with the studios. Uh, with the studio um, on on that, so that's been really weird. And uh, that, I, I remember you mentioning <laughs> that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 going to be a feature film. Uh, that should that should be really cool. Um, yeah. Been talking to a lot of interesting people. Um, but uh, yeah, between that, like we're working on the next uh, Black AF book, which is uh, Widows and Orphans. That one is coming out at the end of April. I think the last Wednesday is the 23rd. 25th. Um, 25th. 25th. Um, see? Editor. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, like, no, 25th. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Get your dates right. Damn. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and that story is going to be focusing on two characters uh, who appeared in Black, uh, Anansi and Hoodrat. Um, and the themes of that one are uh, it's about human uh, trafficking. Um, oh, and how? Yeah, I mean, because in a world where only black, su- black people have superpowers, suddenly, you know, like, black bodies become quite the commodity. Um, and I thought that that oh. would be interesting to, uh, you know, parallel with like you know the real issue of human trafficking you know across the globe and uh but also with ninjas so it's it's, it's a lot of ninja action wrapped around that very serious topic so it's not like get out with superpowers no 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 i mean it's 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 very much like you know black was very much like america's sweetheart is to you know tell a story that's entertaining and still has all of those like superhero tropes that we love and, and find entertaining. But you know, my ambition has always been to have some like real context 
in everything right. that I write. Right. You know, so that it, it so that it has so that it matters a little bit more. I mean, it, people often you know talk about the stories that stick with them, and it's the stories that actually you know had some kind of meaning and some kind of context. You mentioned Get Out almost immediately, and it's just like, yeah, I think that sticks with people because it touched on you know, not only just the, the horror trope of like, you know, an escape situation where, where people are coming after you, but it, you know, it really built on that very real feeling of being the only black person in a room. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It helps that I, I just watched it three weeks ago. So Yeah. yeah and I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's so funny to build a horror off of that because there is an actual like terror that one can feel when you're in that sort of space, especially if you're someplace that's like, not even your own, you know, natural habitat. And suddenly, like, that thought will cross your mind. It's like, yo, do my people know where I'm at? <laughs> Let me just yeah. 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 Do, real quick. Do, all the time. I mean, yeah, because, like, look, yeah. I, I, I know these people, but I don't know these people. Yeah. So. Right. Whenever I go out, I throw my GPS on and be like, fam, 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 watch yeah. me. Watch me. <laughs> If I don't call in like a certain amount of time, for <laughs> real, for real, I you in an hour. Okay, so can I ask a question? Absolutely. Can we, can yes. we repeat when the new book is coming out and the name of the new book? So the name of the new book is uh, Black AF Widows and Orphans, and it's going to be coming out April twenty fifth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not twenty third, twenty fifth. Right. And not not the twenty seventh. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, hopefully by then it'll be sold out. So <laughs> No the way Young Rockers run, yes. It will be sold out first day. <laughs> yeah, definitely first day. So, so where do you ultimately see this universe going in, in you know, what is the ultimate, uh, uh, you know, where you the, where do you want this to? Yeah, what's the well, end game? I know, I know exactly where it's ending. I mean, it ends in the third book, and uh, it's kind of like <laughs> he's like, I'm the writer, dude. Don't take this no, out. I, I, no, but I, but I mean, in that sense that I, I, I have a very definite end to the story, and then you know if somebody else wants to play around in that space, I, you know, have at it. But, you know, I've always looked at black as, you know, very much, you know, like, like star Wars and, and the structure of it, where it's like, there's these three big main events and tent poles in there. And then there's everything that happens in between. Um, so once, nice. once I'm done, I think I'm kind of done with it. You know, I've told a story that I wanted to tell because I, I'm not the type of person who likes to just, you know, create, stories for the sake of creating stories. Um, I, I think I kind of got that point across, but yeah, I, I really want people to feel like some conclusion with it. And like, right. you know, if they still want to, you know, if they still want to play around in the sandbox, like that's totally fine with me, but you know, I, I definitely, you know, have a beginning, middle and end as any good story does. And, you know, you have to, you have, you have to realize that there's no Harry Potter year eight. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you graduated, Harry. Go, go home. Go home, Harry. Go be Start your life. Start your life. <laughs> well, like that's that. an sketch. But Probably. that's good because you have the freedom to fill in, <clears throat> fill in all the areas you need to between the uh, between the beginning, beginning and end points to make it a full, 
you know, a, a full story, a complete story fleshed out and stuff. I, I personally, I like that uh, uh, Kwanzaa because I like, I like within comics. I think that that should be more of a thing to have a, uh, you, you, you know, just to have a set story, whether it runs, you know, a few issues or twenty issues or whatever, you know, and have a yeah. full story so that somebody could remember it. Absolutely, because I mean, I think I think there's very few characters or brands out there that like have that sort of like, you know, I, I don't I don't even know if it's like malleability or they're just that sort of like general ubiquitousness where mm-hmm. you can tell stories about them, you know, forever. But and, and maybe that's not even true because I can I can say that like you know I've had I've had I, I read superhero stuff kind of like mindlessly <laughs> right <laughs> it's like, like we all do this but no i i mean some it's fun when it's fun and stuff like that i mean we we all you know sit down and enjoy a wonder woman movie or a comic or, or batman and stuff like that but it's not like we don't know they're gonna win you know it's right like, it's not i mean you would you would almost think that at this point like the joker would just be like why am i bothering <laughs> like yeah. this fool if he, if he wasn't the joker which is i think what maybe makes that character work he's crazy so of course he's gonna keep trying but yeah. you know, there's a yeah. bit of OCD in his behavior. And yeah, yeah. So he gets away right. with it. But when you look at like a lot of other like you know villains and superhero like you know dancing around each other, you're just kind of like, yo, B, if it, at this point somebody needs to get killed, and <laughs> we need to yeah. wrap this up. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either either a super villain or a superhero or something. Like, oh shoot, I didn't see, I didn't see that superhero dying like that. He always wins. Not, not this yeah. guy. <laughs> or not even, or not even the hero himself. Maybe it's like the government just gets involved. It's like, yo, y'all need to stop fighting up in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Parents, we ain't having or, anymore. Or a yeah. shows up and starts doing a grunt to like, uh, to like, you, yeah, to shut you up and get you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it could be right when That's the villain's funny. doing the monologue. He's like, yeah. ha Spider-Man, <laughs> I got you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> That being said, Kwanzaa, uh, shedding shedding light on the fact that uh, Black is going to be a open and closed story. What um, I, I'm not going to ask you what your ideas are, but I'm sure you have other ideas. Like other, I'm hoping you have other plans for uh, for for other you, you know other manifestations of comic ideas. Oh, definitely. It's kind of funny because. You know, I've 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 been surprised and very happy with the success of Black and that you know it's resonated so much with people. But you know, as as I've told like my compatriots and friends and stuff, it's just like, ah, oh, this wasn't even like what I thought was my best idea. <laughs> right. It's like this is what I wanted to do, but like I got I got other stuff. It's just like so you know we'll we'll see there 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 may be some announcements soon. Good. Cool. That's nice. That's what's up. You heard it here, Geek's old brother and Nuri Ben. There's more to come. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to come. Do you guys have any uh, other questions? Nerdy Venom? No? Uh, I, I'm done. No, I'm done. Bison said he had a question. Yeah. Yeah. Did Bison have a question? I'm sure he did. I'm sure Bison. Is Bison on? Yes, I'm yes he is. Bison, how you doing, brother? I'm well, hunkering That's down good. for this Northeaster that's heading to the DMV. I, th- I tell you, it's ridiculous. First of all, 
I want to congratulate the team. I bought the first set of black. I have them all. And I'll get oh, thank you. Later. And I know it's um, it's a journey. But I want to ask you a question. Unlike the guys, the other people, you know, I don't, I don't be PC with my questions. So be prepared. <laughs> Hit me. I'm ready now. Let's do it. Okay. Um, you've had a, a level of success, which is good. I mean, that's you know, I, I'm not going to you know, measure it, but you got your project out there. Where do you see yourself going from here? Will you, if if Image or Marvel or DC dangle a contract in front of you, will you take that? Or you kind of like your path of being independent. You don't stay that way because the reason I'm saying that is I've seen several people start out independent and then they sell their souls and they go to the big two. How do you see? What, what's the path for you and your team going forward? Well, I can't speak for my team. You know, I I respect uh, I respect the hustle in comic books. You know, I've been between Marvel and DC. I worked, you know, for them for like ten years, um, and you know, I know how the game is played and stuff like that. Um, I can't say that the thought hasn't crossed my mind or there hasn't been you know some light conversation about it. But I I, I sat down and and actually tried you know to put together. Uh, a pitch, you know, for a major publisher. And, you know, I really struggled with it because at the end of the day, even though the the people who I was going to collab with loved the idea, even though the, the publisher was open to it, I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I couldn't find the real value in it for me personally. Um, so if somebody did come to me with like a contract, it would, you know, it would have to be for a like if it, for a major publisher, it would have to be a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, I mean like it's not money that a publisher would pay a creator. Um, and it would have to be with you know a, a certain. It would have to come with like an inclusion writer type deal, <laughs> because I, I just really still see them as these sort of you know opportunistic systems where you know, they are just sort of, you know, manufacturing stuff. It's, it's, it's like the McDonald's of storytelling. And yeah. even though, even though we all like, you know, even though we all like our McDonald's sometimes, I don't eat it, but you know, people like McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Can I it's just oh, not part, something for me. My part two is, is there sort of fraternity or so and sorority of black or people of color creators that you lean on for, advice? I mean, do you call Engel or do you call um, Priest or a Fool Richardson or whoever? I mean, is there a sort of an informal network that you can lean on in regards to getting advice? If you are, speak on it, please do. If not, I understand. I wish I had Christopher Priest on speed dial. (laughs) Just just to get the advice. But uh, I think you know, all of us are, are on different paths, but when you're, you know, a black person in the comics community, you are aware or connected to each other by some degree, because there's not a lot of us. So, you know, when you're at that party, you kind of like notice it's like, oh, brown person, I'm gonna go talk to him. Oh wait, I already know you. <laughs> um, but there, there, there are people I talk to in terms of, you know, there's camaraderie there, but in terms of advice, you know, I've kind of really still just been operating off of, you know, the, the, 
the advice that I got from Dwayne McDuffie so many years ago that I won't tell you because then you'll know exactly how old I am. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, But that's always kind of been like my guiding, you know, my guiding light. You know, I've, as I've said, you know, I worked in the industry for a bit and I've seen how it works and I've seen, you know, where it doesn't work and what it's, you know, weaknesses and white spaces are, which is exactly why I was able to do a project like Black. You know, it, it, it was an idea that I myself and other people had said, like, I can't believe nobody thought of this before. And I was like, I can. <laughs> no, really? You know, after doing it, it's like, yeah, it's very clear why it was never done before. It was not yeah. done before because, you know, the, the, the industry is, is what it is and it hasn't really you know, changed that much. I think you've seen the most change in like the last five years. And even that, you know, in my opinion has been, you know, very cosmetic and minor. Right. 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 Um, Kwanzaa, have you guys, uh, because you mentioned that it, it, you, you know, when you finally done with your story arc, if somebody else wants to play in the universe and stuff, have you guys brought, other people on the team since uh, the beginning? Well, not uh, aside from Jennifer, uh, you know, we are thinking about how to do that. I mean, definitely with, you know, black continuing to grow, you know, mm-hmm. my, <laughs> I'm going to continuously get spread thinner, but um, right. that's definitely something I'd like to do because if, you know, ultimately black could become a platform, for, you know, black writers and artists to, you know, tell stories like this and tell their own stories within this universe, that would make me ridiculously happy, you know, to see this continue on on its own and kind of, you know, become its own beast, you know, would, right. would delight me to no end. So hopefully, hopefully that's in the cards, you know, if I, if I can, if I can build the foundations strong enough that people actually want to, you know, construct a city, like I'm, I'm all for it. Like build, build a comics Wakanda. Yeah, a comics Wakanda. Yeah, I, 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 that would be interesting. <clears throat> That'd be interesting to have your own, uh, uh, like almost, almost like a uh, multimedia production company, uh, centered around stories like this and stuff. I, I think it's entirely possible that you guys are. Also, in the, the name position. is awesome. Also, the name is awesome for branding purposes. Unfortunately, Marvel owns the, the name Wakanda, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's no. okay. I own the word black now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but yeah. I'll just start sending out law, lawsuits. Just start like, with an O instead of an A. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda. Wakanda. But yeah, Wakanda, <laughs> and not Wakanda. What? <laughs> um, no, it's decent. It's just that you guys are in such a good position. Like Bison said, we applaud you guys because you've uh, you, you've been so successful, <laughs> and, and you brought something new to the comic game that uh, you know, that people haven't seen, and people love it. You know, so congratulations. To you, Kwanzaa and Sarah and everybody on the team, you guys really, uh, you guys really doing your thing. Uh, you know what? It, it's a it's a big example for other groups, other creative groups um, that have their own voice 
to kind of say, you, you know, stick with it, get your, get your stuff lined up, you, you know, uh, um, uh, get your plans going and really, really do a professional job of putting out the, the comics, you, you know, on a timely manner and stuff and not just putting out like, you know, I mean, if you want to put out a one shot or something like that for your comic, that's fine. But I think you guys have given a good example of success for just, um, you know, being a professional group. So congratulations to that. Oh, gosh, thank you. <laughs> it's all Sarah's job. <laughs> it's all Sarah's job. Um, Sarah's t- Sarah can take the credit at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the world is – Black Panther is the tip of the iceberg and is on – and, you know, its success is built on the foundation of, a, you know, quite a number of, like – films, TV shows, comic books, and books that were being written already. Uh, I think because so much entertainment has been for basically the history of entertainment has been so much through like a white male lens that these stories seem amazing and new and fresh to everyone because they haven't heard them before. Yeah. (laughs) We We haven't had a Ryan Coogler or Ava DuVernay, or Shonda Rhimes, you know, or, you know, a, a, a Donald Glover telling these stories that are, you know, or Kenya Barris that are a little less filtered, you know, yeah. for the yeah. audience. You know, tell, these, tell, these are, tell the stories in the mainstream it, 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 with enough, um, you, you know, with, with, with enough exposure. Yeah, and yeah. enough truth, you know. And, uh, and, mean, and dealing with the truth, right. Yeah. And you look at a show like Atlanta and like that show is completely unfiltered. They do not try to explain anything to the audience. It's like, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you'll find out. If you don't, exactly. I don't know, now you know. I do want to say that he, especially black, I'm backtracking a little bit. Some of those covers, people are going to look at those five, ten years from now. And it's going to tell a story of place and time. I mean, literally. Um, I mean, if you're in front of a computer, just look at some of the covers. You don't see those covers. You don't see that. So I want to commend you for, one, sticking to your guns. So something tells me, I know it was your own product, but let's just say as a couple of comic book stores, I had to, had to fight to get your, your book seen because um, there's a trick in the comic book stores where if it, they don't put certain titles at eye level, They'll put them, you know, toward the ground or whatever. So I had to sort of fight and say, get this on high eye level so people can see this. Because I know there was, you know, some trepidation on some of the covers. So just wanted to yeah. put that out. I guess they weren't putting them in alphabetical order then, huh? Nope. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and I mean, and I think that a lot of that credit goes to Kari uh, Randolph, who did all of the covers. Like, I know he really sort of he changed his entire, if you know his style, he, you know, sort of changed himself around and really outdid himself. So he definitely gets all the credit for that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Kari set the tone from the first cover, and then we just kind of went rolling with that because when we first started, I I definitely had more of an idea of, you know, his traditional style for the book. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he really wanted to do something unique and that would stand out. And the minute we saw cover one, like the, the subsequent covers just sort of like flowed out of us, you know? Um, 
and they they've become iconic, you know, and they were something that were was jarring and really noticeable on the shelf, which you know just from a commercial standpoint was also important to do. You know, you're fighting for attention in a comic book shop. So you're not only trying to, you know, tell a story, but you're also trying to, like, make people, like, pay attention. Yeah. So it it was definitely, to me, a testament to his his craft and ability, but also his acumen as as a as a storyteller and as a comic books as a as a comic book auteur. Am I using am I saying that word right, Sarah? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'm working on my branch. But uh, it, no, it definitely it definitely sparked something cuz I know um when me and you went down geek so other I think I think it was um around the time when it just dropped Jose was already sold out but the whole conversation while we were there was cover number 1. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then yeah. I went down another day out I can't like Remember the I don't have them in front of me, but I, I I believe it was cover number two, and it was just another conversation, just yeah. about the cover before they even opened the book. So, yeah, yeah, totally, totally hit people hard. Yeah, yeah, no, like you say, they're iconic, and and the and the subject matter is iconic. Like the whole concept, is, the whole concept is strong. It's just very strong. So we'll 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 definitely be looking forward to more black and everything that else that comes out of uh comes out of y'all's camp. Um just good stuff. It's just really good stuff. Where can they find okay. y'all? Where can they find y'all on social media? Um uh, you can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram and on Twitter at Black Superpowers. Uh without the E's because you only have so many characters in a handle, so yeah. <laughs> That's right. Sarah, you on the same thing? Just find everybody uh, there. Yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Sarah Starlet. That's what's up. That's what's up. And uh, you, you said uh, just run down real quick. You can get Black at Comicsology. And uh, check your local and stores. Barnes and Nobles, and Barnes Amazon, and Noble. your local comic book show, store, um, and surprisingly Penny. Target. Yo, they're so hot there in Target. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a surprise for me too. That's what's up. Uh, Target knows. Target knows what the deal is. So, thank you guys for coming. You can stay on because I want to ask you about uh, are you looking forward to Black Panther 2? <laughs> oh, man, I'm, st- I'm still watching Black Panther 1. Dude, I know. Every, I know. Every, this every week I ask myself, am I going to see Black Panther again? <laughs> how many, time, how Yo, many what, times have you all seen it? How many times have you all seen it? Four. Four, Four times. Tied. I've only so seen it the once. I'm still waiting to see it. I have to see it in 3D. Yeah. Oh, you still have seen it in 3D, right? Yeah, the 3D looks okay. The 3D yeah, looks good. Was okay. it, it was fight no, games and stuff like that. I don't support 3D in general. There, there's, well, we there's, know you. We know the, you. The, the mind so scene gives you a bit of motion sickness, but other than that, yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, I feel the, like the opening scene is so stunning, must be so gorgeous in 3D. Right. It is, right. but then it's like because of the kineticness of the fight, it's like oh 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 uh, oh oh. Yeah. That's for the week. That's for the yeah. week. And some I of the moments, it. some of the moments and, of the chase scene was good, was good in 3D and stuff. You know, we were talking about a uh, Koye. Uh, I, I'm sure Jonathan had had caught the news that they're talking about a Koye. Um, yeah. You know, possibly doing a Koye uh, movie, yeah. maybe even a trilogy. Yeah. So. That would be. Dude, I want an Umbaku movie. I want a yeah, yeah, right. Right, just branches off into its own type of Avengers like phase. You you know, yeah. like Wakanda phase yeah. one. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I just I want, want a, a Wakanda movie at this point. I just want a story on how they do the the, the, the rhinos, like how they how they capture or raise them, and just exactly what copy movie. That's what I'm talking about. Where you get the plot came from? Come on, I'm with you. Ah, yeah. Whole movie. They killed the, Everybody they, killed the com- they killed the comic, but we need the we need literally need the world of Wakanda uh, TV show. <laughs> You know, I, I, it, it, it's funny that you bring that up too because I, you know, I was having, I, I was doing an interview the other day, and we were talking about like some of those cancellations. And I feel like what you just said is proof, is point proof of, you know, there needing to be authenticity, and not to just be doing something, you know, as product or to like fill a space. Because I think right. a lot of those projects fell down because they were kind of rushed. It was like, oh, let's let's grab a Negro and make sure that they can write a comic book and put them on it and like just get it out yeah. because Black Panther's hot. Whereas you know, Ryan Coogler and his team were really trying to build a world and develop these characters as fully realized beings, and that's why they resonated so much. I mean, that was right. an ensemble cast, and you cared about everybody, and everybody mattered. If everybody in that everybody film did not matters. come through, that story would not have like happened. Like Black Panther would have lost if it wasn't for every single person in that film yeah. being the bad guys. Yeah, yeah Quas- <laughs> Quas- the, the the sister that spoilers the sister that uh, Killmonger killed when 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 the Dora Milaje were fighting her. I I was like, yo, like don't be Dude. killing her. Like you Dude. know, that's like she counted. Yeah. I don't even know who she was, but she counted. Yo, Geek Soul Brother. Yo, after I went, like, we went the first day and everything. That was crazy. The other times that I went, I kid you not, when she went down, the whole theater was like, what the? Like, yo, it it was retarded. Yeah. And and, and then you fell to Corey, and she was like, ah! (laughs) You wanted to jump in there, too. Like, Like, get this dude. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, everybody counted. You're right. Everybody had a um, a stake in the story, and they 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 had something to give the audience. And you're right, Kwanzaa. If you if you can't capture that in every type of story that you decide to produce by getting the right people to 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 write an authentic point of view, then you're missing you're missing a lot of the point. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. I walked out of that movie with like a notepad full of notes. <laughs> like, right. so he's like, I ain't writing years since I've been to the movies, but this one, yeah, yeah. Man. I was like, oh, that's how you do it. All right, got it. I got you, Ryan Coogler. Good yeah, but job. I will see it again. It's amazing that it's still number one. Like, like no, I'm, I'm glad. Actually, it's not. Uh, it's uh, not. It's not. It's not. Oh. I'm sorry. Everybody that I spoke to, if the person only seen it once, 
say they're going back, and the people that have seen it have seen it more than once. So yeah. it's not a surprise. No, it's not a surprise. I'm saying it's a pleasant, you, you know, it's a pleasant surprise. It's amazing. It's amazing that uh, it, it's amazing. Not that it's doing so well. Well, it's amazing that everything else is, is not, is not doing be, that great either. Immu- it, it, will, it will be amazing if it lasts as number one up until Infinity War. Up until War. Infinity War, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, Infinity that was it's I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the reviews. I I don't think the Pacific Rim is getting that great reviews. It may survive. It may survive. I, it may not. I, either way, I'm glad. Particularly, this has been a very black. Month. Oh yes, yes indeed. For for some storytelling, I mean, Black Lightning is is reaching a, a beautiful arc in the story. Friggin' uh. You, you know, you had Black Panther, you had Wrinkle in Time, you got Pacific Rim. And a lot of you guys don't know about Taraji P. Henson's Acrimony. You need uh, to watch that trailer. Yes. Watch the trailer, people. Acrimony's tight. Uh, if anything, that trailer is beautiful. That trailer itself I is beautiful. I have to check it out because, I mean, I wanted to see her last movie, but I just didn't have the time. And, like, it was marketed so poorly. I was just like, is it in yeah. I don't know. They said it was okay. I forgot who saw it on the show, but they they said it was okay. But um, I thought you saw it. You know, no, I didn't get a chance to see it. I, I what did we go I see? I saw it. It was Shadow. Oh, that that's oh, it. That's the Shadow. You you get the uh, You get the review. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of it kind of had according to Shadow. You you said it had kind of a hit and miss thing to it, but acrimony. Yeah. I don't that's know. Shadow. I'm hoping that. I'm hoping Acrimony got got a little bit of flavor to it. it, well, it I'm, you know. I'm with you, Geek. With the trailer, like, like soon as you watch it, I watched it, and it's it's one of those trailers that 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 makes me love trailers because you're watching it and it's drawing you in, it's drawing you in, and then it hits you at the end, and you're like, oh shoot, I gotta see. But this. I want to see. I, I want to see talking. Not to get off on a tangent because that happens on show all the time. But I want to see. I want to see what. <laughs> I want to see what the trailer is so uh, – the trailer revolves around water so much. And I'm like, I'm like, what is it? Because it? it starts out with dripping water, and then it's a steam pot. You, you know, you can hear the whistle of steam pot as, as you know that the, the rage is building up in Taraji about her husband and her family, you know, her husband and her situation. And you and then they're showing water in the trailer, you, you know, ending with a scene in the ocean. And I'm like, what's water got to do with you? You know, it's a, it's 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 diving so much into, you know, the idea that's revolving around water and stuff. So I I, I just think it's a beautiful trailer. I think it's well, the really trailer tells us a story in itself. That's what's it so good about it. <laughs> which, which all trailers it tells a story do. and leaves you with a question. It's all trailers. All right, I got to go see this trailer then. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm about to do. Yeah, yeah acrimony. It's good. Now, hopefully we didn't blow it up too much, and you're like, this is it. <laughs> this is all it is. <laughs> anyway, thanks, you guys, for coming on. You can stick around if you want. Um, I know you guys are busy producing uh, successful comics, but if you want to stick around <laughs> and stuff. And working on a movie. And working yeah. on movies and deals and TV shows and, you know. And video that. games. And video <laughs> games and stuff. I will play the game. No you know, putting together, <laughs> put, Putting together the first, the first black writers convention. 
that we obviously need a network for, you know, so you guys can heard, talk ooh. more. You know, I'll, I'll leave that to y'all. I'll leave that to y'all writers <laughs> All to right. put together. I'm just putting it out cool. there, putting it in the universe. You're part of your uh, mission. Yeah. Yeah, you guys can stick around, but uh, but but definitely thank you for telling us about comic and all success to you guys and everything. And uh, we're just going, we're, yeah, we'll just swing into the news and uh, you know get some news done. If you guys want to comment about the news, if you want to stick around with us, comment about the news. Feel free, because we always do. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I'm gonna dip out because it is time for me to go watch that trailer. <laughs> yeah, go after trailer. Yo, after no, really, I got to get back to work. <laughs> after, yeah, man, you, you definitely. You have to get to work. You have some writing you have to do. Yeah. Uh-oh. 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 Doing her job. They Doing her mom. job. Shoot. Shoot. I, I, need a, I need a Sarah. I need a Sarah. How much you, how much you do for a side job? <laughs> I need a, I, I need a, a production. Need push. A uh, uh, production, uh, production associate slash life coach. <laughs> uh, you, you, you really just gonna try and try and steal my talent? Oh, seriously, right you better go, go, go write that down. Go write that down. You probably get some money right now, like a lot. There, he needs a lot. Look at that. Uh, there you go. Don't worry, don't worry, Quaz. I can only, I can only shout. Uh, I can only afford about five or ten minutes of her, of her professionalism. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> you got to rest that. Right. Yeah. You All guys right, take cool. care. All right, hey, thanks so much you for too. having thanks us, so and we look forward to uh, to what your your next venture is. We'll definitely yeah. keep an eye out. We hope to be on the upcoming podcast. Yeah, I look forward to it too. I I get. I'll let you guys know once I think of something. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, it's hard without a Sarah. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm gonna get Take care. Here. All right. All right. See you guys so later. Bye. 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 All right. Shout outs to shout outs to the private for getting uh Kwanzaa and Sarah on the show. Yes, sir. Like, it, it it sort of fell in, it into his. It was sort of like, oh crap, what do we do? It's like, okay, we'll bring him on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. You you know, I'm, I'm like, who cares about Tomb Raider anyway? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I like the game. I'm gonna tell you guys, Tomb Raider wasn't bad. Seeing uh, me, who who saw you saw Shadow? Shadow. She yep. saw it. Yeah, we can talk about right. a few minutes. Let's let's do a little quick news and then we'll uh do Tomb Raider and 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 uh yep. squeeze everything out. And now a word from our sponsors. I'm going on a date. You boys behave. <laughs> Where did he find the date? He found her on farmersonly.com. Oh. She's cute for a human. <laughs> let's cancel the date. Why would we do that? Why not? Here he comes. Let's get out of here quick. But, but I didn't cancel. Boys, get back here. You, you don't have, have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> ten, ten wins. I'm Jonathan Stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Take your way, Private. 
All right, uh, we begin tonight with news that Ava DuVernay uh, will be getting her own comic book movie helming on. Uh, it was reported last week that the director and documentarian will be helming a film ad- adapting the iconic Jack Kirby creation, The New Gods. Why? Uh, why not? Why? He forgot the not part. He's okay. Uh, the studio's also yeah. given Cario Salem uh, the opportunity to work with DuVernay uh, to write the film. You mean why Ava or why the new gods? Why both? You are such an Ava hater. You are such an Ava hater. Like, you're giving her the same kind of shade you give Quentin Tarantino, and I don't appreciate that. She's going to smack you. Uh, tragic news uh, came out of Mississippi over the weekend uh, between siblings uh, in Monroe County. A nine-year-old boy shot in the head and killed his 13-year-old sister on Saturday after refusing to give him his video game controller. Uh, authorities are investigating the crime, including how the boy had access to a loaded gun in the first place. Oh. Where That's horrible. That's horrible. Mississippi. Of course. Uh, over 400 schools in the UK received bomb threats yesterday, and all because of Minecraft. Uh, British schools across the country reported receiving emails anonymously about the threats, which eventually were all debunked as hoaxes because an individual attempted to get a popular private Minecraft server's domain suspended. Now, this is not the first time this domain has been a target of digital vandalism. Uh, Velt PVP has also been a target of multiple harassment incidents, including swatting. Oh, people get ready. Um, you know, we got our young kids coming up, and they are going to come up uh, bored and wanting to hack into stuff. So, yep. Just letting you know. Yep. Uh, who would have thought Nintendo cartridges were a good place to hide drugs? Uh, <laughs> I, I would have. Yo, I did that in the 90s. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Your self-incrimination, Chavit. Remember that. Uh, police in the Netherlands arrested four people last week during a raid on a dark web drug distribution ring. Uh, the three men and one woman were 3D printing counterfeit Famicom cartridges and ink cartridges, filling them with LSD, cocaine, and amphetamines, and then shipping them worldwide. The drug-filled counterfeit cartridges made their way as far as Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. Wow. Now, <laughs> now there was an attempt to confiscate a, a game called L Street Dream Emulator, but it's actually a real game. Yeah. Thank you for the bad <laughs> joke. Uh, some other news. Wanda Wise has left uh, Captain Marvel uh, due to conflicts with She's Gotta Have It. Uh, Lashana Lynch has replaced Wise in the undisclosed role. Uh, Danny Boyle is somewhat officially directing the next Bond film. Uh, he basically said, yeah, I'm doing it, but no confirmation from the studio. Uh, it has been confirmed that if Legends of Tomorrow is renewed for season four, uh, then Matt Ryan will join the series by reprising his role as John Constantine. Yay! Good luck. Uh, Save the show. (laughs) Sopranos alum Annabella Soria uh, will play Shira. Rosalie Shiora. Thank you, Dalek. Will play Rosalie Carbone in the second season of Luke Cage. Uh, 
Uh, the showrunner for Sci-Fi's adaptation of the Night Flyers has left the project with Jeff Bueller taking over. Bueller. 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 God, I heard that coming. <laughs> yeah. And after so many years, there will be a new Atari console coming out later this year. Yeah, nobody yeah. knows what it is, but it, it literally looks like a part of a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> no, it looks no, it looks like the old twelve uh twenty five hundred twenty whatever that was. Well, 2600 if it was like a humidifier. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and finally, learning Klingon has never been so easy or more comprehensive. Uh, the language site Duolingo has officially launched a language course for the constructed language. The course was originally announced three years ago, but needed to get CBS's permission before offering the courses. Uh, it. If that's not enough Klingon for you, the site will also host its first Klingon meetup event in, in Chicago this Thursday. Fargo, uh, CBS gave up something? Probably Duolingo gave up something. That's <laughs> Klingon. It, I mean, it's, who cares? Yeah, that's like... I don't... <laughs> I bet you. I bet you the lawyers uh, thoroughly convinced them. Hey, public domain, and let them do it. So, I, I mean, want, it, I it's want, probably now easier I'm, to understand than the Klingon in uh, Star Trek Discovery. No, I, I, I want a woman to, to to speak to me in Klingon just to see how it feels. Uh, yeah, I was trying yeah. to get the wife to learn it, but she doesn't want to do it. So, <laughs> just to get just to get food. I can't. I can't. Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't Wait think a minute. Doesn't your wife already know a language? She knows three. She knows definitely three and a few other ones. Dude, exactly. you're good. And you're good. You, you're just being greedy. You're just being greedy. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> anyway, for more news and commentary from the Nerdy Venoms, check us out on Twitter at 5 Nerdy Venoms. It's 5VE Nerdy Venoms. Or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 5 Nerdy Venoms. Again, at 5VE Nerdy Venoms. And that is your news for this Tuesday evening. I feel when they have a, hall, a, um, a uh, meetup in Esperanto. Greedy behind. Yeah. <laughs> Wife got a different language seven days a week. He won the eighth day. What day eight Klingon? And then he want Klingon. Like, like, and then, and then he want sure Klingon. The languages are like cuter than Don't you know how hot it is to have to know a woman who knows Klingon? Of course, it's, uh, dude, of course it's dude, hot. Wait, wait, wait. Do you hey, know hey, hey, Klingon? This is an after dark. Do you know Klingon? She could just come in one day and just be like, "Of course, oh, it's hot." Or, or, what was or, that Klingon? Or, You'd be like, "Oh my god, I, oh my god." I don't know. I would have nothing. to get. I would have to get. I mean, shadow. Shadow JD, would you want a guy? <laughs> would you want your man to know uh, Klingon? Would you, would would you want your significant other to know Klingon? I don't think these Klingon? men would want us to know Klingon because we'd kick their asses. So they, you'd, you'd, be like, you'd be like, you'd be like, go take and, out the and, and I'm tired of telling you. In, in full disclosure, I would find that hot. So there you go. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh Thank you, JD. We try to get them out of that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We try to get them out of it, not into it more. <laughs> I like to point out we don't. I like to point out we didn't start getting female Klingons until next gen, and that, and by then they weren't that hot. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, you would like that dialect. We're not talking to you for the rest of the night. <laughs> 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 you would like that. Well, anyway. Like every other show. 
Anyway, uh, real quick, Tomb Raider, uh, Shout Scout, what do you think? <laughs> My first impressions of this film, uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> this <laughs> this is the movie Tom Cruise wishes somebody called him up for instead of the mummy. Oh, 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 wow. Okay. oh wow. Remember, can I just say, not to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt. I just want to throw in there again. It's a gay movie. Yes. People keep that in mind. Um, sorry, Shadow. Continue. In, in other words, in other words, Toby Wan, you're saying this movie is already cursed. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, they, it, it is such a thing. It is the video game movie curse. It's, yeah, there's only been like two good video game movies made in the last twenty years, and one of them is a fake video game movie. The other one's Jumanji, which is based off a board game. Um, yeah. I would put this. I, I would put this on the higher end of of the better game movies. But go ahead. Yeah, Shadow. yeah. I did I didn't want to let you guys in, but I opened the gate. But uh yes, yeah, Shadow. Yes. No, it, and it's funny because um uh, Alicia, how are we pronouncing her last name? The Candor. Um, her husband is Michael Fassbender, who was in the video game Turkey just last year with Assassin's Creed. Was it last year? I thought it was two years ago. Wait a minute, her husband. husband. Yeah, Michael Michael Fassbender. Magneto or whatever. Yeah, they got married secretly a couple of years ago. Oh my, uh, yeah, of course it's secretly. He should be a father, not her husband. (laughs) 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 Of course it's secret. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Let me not talk about my man Fassbender. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, um, that's an interesting uh, factoid. Um, Two video game movie stars who have fallen. But other than that, uh, let's talk about, first of all, what do we love about Laura Croft, the character? Just name some things. Like, what makes Laura Croft Laura Croft? Um, um, Her voice. Doctor. Don't say it. Don't God. anybody say it. No, we're not that cruel cool on this show. Listen, That's the only see? reason people play Tomb Raider. Those games are terrible. No. no okay. I played no, Tomb Raider. No, well, the no. early ones are god-awful. You played no, them no, no. Two was good. Two no, was good. Were good. Two has they not were... aged well. That's the thing. They, well, well, well I, uh, it was good when I played I it. How about that? IPhone. Is that better? I'm a, I'm a big Laurel Croft fan. Okay. And, listen. One, it was it was the first time I played a female character that was yeah. like other than like playing a dude character that was just as hardcore. Two, she was toting two guns when she was running through shooting. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Yo, she it was the adventure of it, and me being able to be a different character at the time when I was playing games. Instead of always having to be the dude, guy, not that a white guy, yeah, not that. And then, it, and, and that was the only step we really, really got. Like, if if it was a choice between a black dude and a female, I was just that. And the person I was dating at the time, she liked seeing the girl go around shooting up stuff. So it was, it was <laughs> so so it was cool. Well, I'm gonna cool. say I didn't play it, but Laura Croft made archaeology. Sexy like Indiana Jones made archaeology sexy. 
And that's mm-hmm. a, that, that's you my aspect. That. That's kind of why. That, you know? That was the other thing. It was an open world game exploring. It gave you, it basically gave you Indiana Jones as a female. Yeah. And right. in a cool way. Excuse me. Yeah. Can we get Shadow Scout to finish the review? Please. She asked the question. We yeah, yeah. I, I, I open the floor. Yeah, yeah, we don't have a lot floor. of time here. All right. Thank you. So, so, so thank you, timekeepers. Um, so, okay, <laughs> someone said resourceful. You know, someone said, you know, making archaeology sexy. Mm, not much of that was in this film. It was a no. very... Um, it was a very by-the-book film in terms of, oh, you know, she's trying to find her father um, who has opened this portal sort of thing and is, has been lost, and she's trying to reconnect. She thinks he's dead, da 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 And it's kind of like we don't get Laura Croft as we know her yet. This is like pre-Laura Croft, Laura Croft. Yeah. Um, and as a character, she's pretty standard, um, she did some things that I was like, girl, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, well, you know, it, it looked really naive. Well, it, and, it looked like, it looked like it, they took a lot from the the uh, revamped game from a few years ago. My I son said the that. same thing. No, it is. It's definitely from that. Well, I mean, the but, look of her, yes, but I don't know just in terms of the characterization. Yeah. Even story no, I, no, Shadow. I think I think even characterization because my son, after I told him, he started showing me clips of the uh, uh, of the Square Enix, um, Square Enix uh, reinvention of her, and it, it really did. It reminded me of the. Uh, it reminded me of the movie, like all the clips and stuff, like her little her little uh, chisel hook thing that she was using. And she wasn't totally. Oh, the climbing axe, yeah. Yeah, the climbing yeah. axes yeah. and stuff like that. The way she yeah. was dressed. But but I mean just in terms of her attitude and, and how she, you know how she yeah. was as a person. Did not have Did the attitude from the clip. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I didn't see that because it was a lot of running. You didn't see a lot of attitude and no, stuff. But I do agree with you. I do agree with you that this did not feel like a game movie per se. Right. Except for a couple times where she had to solve puzzles and stuff like that, um, exactly. but it did feel it, it it did feel like it would lead into a good, like I like her as as Laura Croft. I like her as possibly the the Tomb Raider, you know, and and that if they do a second movie, you know, depending if they do a second movie, I, I would like to see it more as a. Tomb Raider film. I think the gamers would like to see it. They're going to do part Raider. two of yeah. the game. They're going to yeah. do part two of the game because this is what happened. The yeah, game that didn't itself, make a lot of money, I don't think. Well, the game was a lot. The game was a... The, the, the original games were definitely gaming. It was, it was puzzles and all that. The newer games that came out, honestly, me playing both of them, it felt like I was playing a movie. Yeah. So yeah. when I watched the trailers, I've seen shots from the game, like the airplane right. walk. Right. It's actually right. in the first game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what they did. Well, it's a franchise that's basically on its last legs anyway. Uh, the last, the, the reboot games haven't done all that well sales-wise. So um, the fact that this film ha- had a very disappointing weekend is probably just 
Well, last name of the prophet. You know what my friend said? Shout out to Kenny that, that went with me to a theater. He said this felt like an Uncharted movie more than a... Oh, yeah, that's, that's what the more recent uh, Tomb Raider games I thought. They're just, yeah, that's how they feel. They're just definitely Uncharted. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just Uncharted if it was... Uh, what's the name of the other series that Squeenix makes? Uh, uh, the one with the guy the, with the parachute. Um, God, what's it called? I have that game. It'll come ah. back to you. But anyway, so yeah, I agree too with that characterization that it does. It felt like Uncharted, especially that plane scene. I was like, good God. Um, we've seen this before. But anyway. Yeah. What do you give it? That's definitely what they did. What do you give it, Rayton? I give it a three. I gave it a. Even like a three two five or three five, uh, three two five. Give it a three two five. I, I liked it. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more amazing stuff, but I understand that it was a a. Um, I understand it was a, uh, you know, it's an origin story, and she was young. You know, like at, 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 you never heard Laura Croft scream, but she screamed at least at least twice. Yeah, she did it in the game. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but she choked that dude out. She struggled for a second, which was kind of realistic to me too. Here's a here's here's a hundred twenty year here's a hundred twenty pound girl fighting like a hundred and eighty pound guy, two hundred pound guy, and you know she's not used to killing anybody, and she's she's struggling. She's struggling for a second to kill this dude, but you know she doesn't. She lets out this, you you know, plus plus she's hurt her side and stuff, so she lets out this scream of agony while she's while she's taking him out. It felt it felt realistic. So I I liked the movie because it felt realistic. It didn't feel too much fantasy like like the Angelina Jolie movies felt kind of you you know very strong in those fancy worlds. This felt very grounded. I like that part. And again, it's, it's hilarious because it almost feels to me like a, a reverse. Like they revamped the whole Tomb Raider games and the games themselves, when you played them, felt like a movie. And now it yeah. seems like they took that same script right. and turned it into a movie. And it yeah, it's, it's suffering from Kojima syndrome. Mm. Yeah, maybe so. All right. So Tomb Raider, not not too bad a film. Uh, maybe it should have got more money, but did so Black Panther didn't come in number one or no? Yeah, it, it did. did. Oh, it did. That's what I thought. Wait, was that a question? Yeah, yeah it, it, it got number one by about six million. More than six million. That's what I thought. No, I was confused because yeah, of the way you guys. I was confused because of the way uh, uh, we talked about it before when I mentioned that it came in number one. I thought I'd missed something. But um, yeah, five weeks. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, if it beats uh, if it beats Pacific Rim, that's going to be that's going to be crazy. But I'm going to yeah, I'm definitely ready for Pacific Rim. Tracking Pacific Rim is terrible, so it could happen. Shout yeah, out to Black Girl Nerds. Crazy. Shout out to Black Girl Nerds for having a screening in New York and having uh John Boyega there. You know, to do an after screening uh. Q and A. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, that happened yesterday. I wish I could have made it. I just wasn't in a position to jump down there. But shout out to 
our sister Jamie, because she's, oh, my God, she's just, she's just growing and doing her thing. And it's just wonderful to see her success. So, so Jamie, keep on moving. Also, Universal FanCon coming 27th to 29th of April, just in time for, uh, well, Avengers is just in time for Universal FanCon. Let's say that. So, um, you, I, we should I, have a screening I, at Universal FanCon. Yes, exactly. I um, hopefully I can make it at least Friday, Saturday, and and. I think we're all going to be seeing Avengers Thursday in our own selective areas, and I'm going to put together the group for Sunday. You know, my little group uh, from work and stuff and Toby and everybody, but, um, yeah, yeah, we're ready for Avengers. I can't wait for Avengers. And already the, the, the conspiracy theories are going out. But anyway, uh, Alec, what's coming out? What's coming out oh, this crap. week? Ring, ring. Um, Pacific Rim. Hello, you have selected Mr. Bank Movie Phone. This week. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> and next, Midnight Sun. Paul Apostle of Christ. Unsane. Back to Burgundy. Bag of Marbles. Final Portrait. Getting Grace. It's Chicky, Isle of Dogs, which I actually want to see, Summer in the Forest, The uh, Workshop, and the uh, Pacific Rim coming up there. Good night! <laughs> and that's Just Cause he wanted to say it. Yes. yes that's that's the right. Just Cause. That's the title of the game! <laughs> I got your back. That's funny. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we'll be back one final time. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be sad, but it, it's good things. Good things can come to an end. So, um, you know, we we might even get together for some special occasions. We'll see. We, we we might even get together for Avengers and stuff like that and talk about. It. We'll rant about it and have another two hour, three hour conversation about the Avengers. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, love you guys. Love you guys for listening. Uh, like I said, you can listen to the um archive shows and definitely will you know follow the private follow uh follow uh five nerdy venoms f-i-v-e nerdy venoms for uh any news pertaining to their their uh newer podcasts keeping the podcast going and stuff and um yeah and find us on itunes and stitcher you can find all the archive episodes there go back we got a lot of content a lot of different things and stuff that you guys probably be enjoying and stuff. A lot, a lot of good shows that you can go back and listen. And uh, if you want to donate, you can donate and hit that donate button. That's that. Don't hate don't hate it. Because you don't have to. <laughs> hit that donate button. It was so late tonight, he didn't even show up. Or you can go to patreon.com slash geeksoulbrother and uh, support us that way. Thank you, Bison for supporting. Thank you, everybody, for supporting on there. And um, find us on Twitter, mdog957, Ali underscore she, Howard Toby, Illuminous, Jonathan J. Stone Zero, Real Lord Dalek, Phil Rico underscore Uno, Sharia 22, that's our silent wonder, uh, Artsimana, a.k.a. Shadow Scout, and Five Nerdy Femmes for all your nerdy news. And, of course, me, Geek Soul Brother, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Christian Mangle. Uh, 
G plus farmers only. But Christian Mingle <laughs> farmersonly dot com. You know everything. <laughs> everything. My own made up dot com. Just my own made up. Yeah, yeah. What's date 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 me dot com. <laughs> Even though you can't, I'm married, so I'm out of the I'm out of the loop. But um, yeah, definitely oh find God. me everywhere. I'm doing my thing and go geeksoverthe dot com. And uh, check us out there. Thanks for everybody that contributes to that. And uh, like I said, Universal FanCon, uh, April 27th to 29th. Shout out to Black Geeks and Black Girl Nerds for putting that together and everybody that's been uh, supporting that. And uh, go. Get your tickets. Go get your tickets and check that out. And uh, that's it. What kind of forever? We're going to maybe look at another weekend. Might be a record weekend breaking – you know, having six weeks in a row. Number Ooh, one, I might that's see incredible. it a fifth time. Fifth time. I might do it. That's crazy. That's All crazy. Depends on how people ask me like... to go see it again, and I'm going to go see it again. Yeah, I think we should all see it. I'm going to see Pacific Rim and Black Panther. I got a couple extra dollars this week. I can afford it. Anyway. Good. Anyway, talk to you guys later. Peace. You know, Isle of Dogs is a 96. You could go see that, too. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.